Hello, this is Calvin Kemp with TheTwinGeeks.com. I'm here with Bill Morrison, a beloved filmmaker on the website for Dawson City Frozen Time. Uh, this time we're discussing his new experimental short film uh, called Let Me Come In. It's based on a lost German silent film, Pawns of Passion. Uh, we get to talk about uh, his creation of the film and a collaboration with Pulitzer Prize winning composer David Lang. The short and a documentary about Bill Morrison will be premiering at the Turner Classic Movie Festival. Um, for all that and more, check out the website, and here's our interview. What's the story of how you became a filmmaker? Oh, wow. We're starting at the beginning, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I uh, love film growing up, um, but I always thought I would be a, a painter um, or you know, somebody who drew. Um and uh, I went to art school on a painting scholarship and um, was lucky to have the great animator Robert Breer as my film teacher, who was uh, a painter and a sculptor and, um, you know, made uh, hand-drawn uh, single card animations um, sort of on, on index cards. And uh, so I became interested in how to um, express the plastic arts through film, um, through him. And he introduced me to the the great avant-garde masters of Stan Brackage and Ernie Gare and Ken Jacobs and Len Lai and uh, a number of others. And, um, and through that, I became interested in working on the optical printer and um, also just um, making a type of film um, where every frame is different, where every frame can be kind of um, viewed as a painting that's um, flittering by your, your eyes. Um, so, uh, I started making films that sort of explored how that happened, um, both phenomenologically and historically. Um, I made a film called the film of her, which explored the paper print collection, which is, uh, was first introduced to me by, um, Ken Jacobs, Tom, Tom, the Piper's son, where these, the earliest, uh, films that had been saved on paper and then reprinted. And, um, after I got our, out of art school, I made a film that explored that history, um, primarily using that footage, and then sort of repeated that same technique with Dawson City, where I uh, explored that uh, 20 years later, explored that story, um, by and large, using that footage um, and, and some supporting archival material. Um, and along the way, you know, I was inspired by Peter Delput's uh, Lyrical Nitrate and started seeing how um, nitrate deterioration could do extraordinary things um, in the plastic arts. And, um, and so I, I've um, developed relationships with archives all around the world, um, most notably here in the States uh, at the Library of Congress Audiovisual Conservation Center in Culpeper, Virginia. And uh, the nitrate vault manager there introduced me to this print of Ponds of Passion from 1928, which became Let Me Come In. What was the uh, process for, well, obtaining it, but then what was required in the restoration? Um, well, so there was an interesting history with this print. Uh, it was part of a larger collection that had been uh, stored in a barn in Pennsylvania for decades. And, um, and uh, when the owner of the collection passed away, uh, the film preservationist Bruce Lawton um, donated the entire collection to the Library of Congress. And uh, there they sorted through it and um, figured which reels weren't going to make it. And um, be but before they were thrown away and as hazardous material, um, 
the nitrate vault manager, George Williman, um, had secured some on a, a, sh a shelf in, uh, in the vaults and put a post-it note with my name on it. And um, at one point in 2012, I came down and took a look at this and uh, then sent it to Color Lab, which often um, they're in uh, Rockville, Maryland, and um, they're used to dealing with all kinds of goopy stuff that I send them. And um, uh, they soaked it and uh, scanned it and, um, I've had the digital file now for eight or nine years. Um, and it sat on a drive with all my other drives. And it wasn't until David Lang presented this piece of music to me that I uh, started thinking about using this footage uh, for this project. Um, you often collaborate closely with musicians for your movies. Uh, could you tell us about that experience here and uh, how that shapes your vision for the films? Yeah. So, um, you know, I do in some cases work in the traditional uh, way where I'll have a rough cut of a film and then I ask a composer to um, build a, a soundtrack based on cues uh, suggested by the imagery. Um, that's how Dawson City was made and that's how I worked on uh, my last doc feature, The Village Detective, A Song Cycle, which uh, just premiered last week in the Moscow Film Festival and will screen it the Rotterdam Film Festival next month and Kino Lorber's releasing it in the fall. Um, David Lang was the composer for that feature film. And so we just finished this long project last year, um, feature length doc in 2020. And at the very end of the year, I mean, the last couple of days of 2020, David wrote me and described this um, new project that he was working on with LA Opera. Um, it was a series that LA Opera was sponsoring called digital shorts and they were asking different composers to uh, write new music that would um, then accompany a film and be presented online as a, you know, sort of a, a lockdown music film festival. And um, uh, so they came to David with this idea and David wrote, uh, let me come in based on a single line from a song of songs, which is a, a verse in the Bible. Uh, which he then uh, found different translations of and uh, alphabetized and edited uh, to make this 11 minute um, song. And, uh, and then, you know, he played the sketch for me. I, I liked it a lot. And then, but it wasn't until I heard um, Angel Blue interpret it that I started thinking about this, uh, this footage of Pawns of Passion that I'd seen so many years earlier and that uh, had remained on my drives unused for um, all the intervening years. And I thought how it would be a perfect match. The footage within um, Let Me Come In also feels like it's about separation and a prolonged kind of waiting. Um, how do you feel that's in conversation with the uh, form of the movie you made? Oh, well, you can just imagine. I mean, um, this is essentially a lost film. Um, there aren't any known, other known extant prints. Um, somebody told me that it, the film originally was trashed by the New York Times and dismissed as, and, uh, and then uh, it somehow found its way into uh, a collector's collection and uh, sat in a barn in Pennsylvania. So it, very hot summers and cold winters and uh, contracting and expanding and becoming goopy. And uh, somehow before it was all lost in a conflagration of nitrate flames, um, it was rescued and um, sent to the climate controlled uh, uh, library of Congress, um, you know, sort of the uh, nirvana of holding for nitrates in 40 degrees and 40% relative humidity, um, where it was deemed uh, 
not worthy. You know, it, it wasn't going to occupy one of those shelves. Um, so it's, it's had an up and down road. And uh, this is maybe its uh, last swan song, um, at least this reel. Uh, where it's um, let me come in. It's let me, let me back out before the, uh, the public's eyes. So um, I think there is a beautiful serendipity between the lyrics and the action on screen and the actual life of the film itself. What is it specifically about like the degradation film or like this uh, restorative process that's appealed to you and that's gotten you to make so many and rescue so many films? Well, I, I think it just looks so damn cool, you know. Yeah, um, for sure, that that that's the the driving force here is that it's unlike anything else you see, and each one's different, and, and they're all dependent on the history of that print and of that film, um, and so it um, it brings to mind many things. Of course, that these actors are gone, um, that you're 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 seeing them through some visual manifestation of time itself you know this these are screens of time that you're viewing them through um and uh that film is so, somehow an organic living and dying um object um not unlike ourselves you know that um mm -hmm. it hold that holds these stories and dreams that are um affected by the time that they live in our bodies and um and that's that's what this, what these films are for me. How has your process shifted over the years? Um, have you discovered any new techniques? Um, not techniques. No, I mean I've I've um, gotten quicker and um, better at mm -hmm. um, determining what's what I what footage I want to work with and who I want to work with. Um, uh, I would say that each project presents itself a different um, set of uh, parameters and um, obstacles. Uh, and uh, each piece of footage uh, is either it's part of either a smaller or larger story. So, um, for instance, Dawson City was uh, necessarily a large story, and um, in the last feature, The Village Detective was a larger story. Um, for this, this was a um, somewhat self-contained um, scene within a, a an eight reel movie, and. Um, I thought that part of its power was its simplicity and, um, and how self-contained it was. So, um, you know, I, I look at each project differently and um, uh, some, some of them are, are historical, uh, you know, explorations of the past of uh, a set of circumstances under which the film was made and shot and the people in it and the circumstances. Um, others are, purely um, visual explorations. And I think I would put, let me come in in that category. Um, if you could recover any lost film, what would you choose? Any dream <laughs> projects in lost film? Well, yeah, I do have a couple. Um, there's a long rumored story that uh, uh, the Dumont television network dumped uh, their kinescope holdings in New York Harbor. Um, and, uh, I'd love to come across those, um, you know, the, the idea that they've been sitting right at my doorstep um, for 50 years and um, that they very possibly hold the very first images of broadcast television, um, albeit saved on a kinescope, uh, is really intriguing to me. Um, I think that's a, a great story and could be great imagery. So 
uh, yeah, if I could find the, the Dumont Network archive in New York Harbor, that would be my dream. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Bill. And uh, greatly enjoyed uh, your new film at the Turner Classic Movie Festival and, and the new doc on you too. That's also great. So thank you so much thank for you your so time. Thank you so much. Take care. I dreamed my lover knocked at the door. I sleep, but my heart is awake. I sleep. My heart wakes, I sleep, but my mind was awake, I slept, but my heart was awake, I was Sleep, but my.